welcome to Off the Ball with your boys, Lucas and Wallen. Wallen Lucas. Salutations. We back. We back. We've been gone for a minute, but we back. You know, hey, again, Lucas had to go on a little road trip. Y'all know how it is. Um, I don't got a life. <laughs> but, you know, vacations are important. Vacations are important. You got a jam-packed show, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sometimes you got to protect yourself, protect your chicken. Hey, hey, always protect your chicken, folks. Always protect your chickens. Hey, man, we got a jam-packed show, bro. Hey, I love football, man. Oh, man, I'm so happy it's back. We, um, the the show is uh, doing a reverse osmosis. <laughs> we're, we're heavy on on the football and less on the on the basketball just because there's there's less basketball um so bro we gotta we you know we gotta start the show i'll talk about your boys oh yeah we got a jam-packed show with the lions oh kicking off with the detroit lions playing the green bay packers this past sunday you know i was in the fortunate unfortunate i'm gonna go with fortunate (laughs) Uh, vantage point of having to listen to this game on the radio. Um, Good for but, you. Good for you. Yeah. Again, <laughs> prote- protecting my mental, protecting my chicken. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you gotta, you gotta, hey, I'm changing my bio today. I've been saying that for a week. I'm, ch- I'm changing my bio. Oh, uh, man, you do you. But, anyways, back to my favorite topic the Detroit Lions. Whew, okay. So, as you may have guessed, the Lions lost this one by a score of 42-21. to They got doubled up. And, man, if Matt Patricia, the boy wonder, didn't go into this game with just an absolutely terrible game plan, not really even a game plan at all, I'd say, uh, listen to this game on the radio. I can't tell you how many times, probably every single time, the Lions were on defense where the call was something like this. The Lions bring four. Aaron Rodgers stands in the pocket. Aaron Rodgers throws to a wide-open wide receiver for 10 yards. Followed by this. The Lions bring four. Aaron Rodgers turns the, to hand the ball off to Aaron Jones, who has a giant hole. He rushes through the right side. For 11 yards. My God. <laughs> this guy, he came in. He didn't decide, you know what, we're going to stop the run and force them to have Aaron Rodgers beat us. That's a stupid idea because it's Aaron Rodgers. But at least it would have been a game plan. No, instead, he decided to run his base defense the entire game. He said, we're going to give you the pass and the run and hope you just get so excited to, uh, between choosing which way to beat us that you just forget to call play at all. And you know what? It didn't work. There's just, it's, I can't even speak right now. I am so upset. I didn't even get to watch this game. I am so upset just thinking about the idea of Matt Patricia still having a job next week. It's ridiculous, guys. Straight ridiculous. Hey, man, I, I, the, the sheer pain and anguish of Lion fans kind of brings me comfort. I don't know why. I just like oh, thank I, you. I just like hearing you go. It, it, yeah. it makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and what works, what really, really hurts, the Lions did it again. They jumped out to a 14-3 lead in the first quarter. 
they was moving the ball. They looked good. But everybody knew it couldn't last. It never does. They they just decided not to score in the second or third quarter. (laughs) Lions were up 14 to 10 with about a minute to go before halftime. Punted the ball back into Green Bay territory. Packers had no timeouts and about like 75 yards to go. They proceeded to march all the way down the field, 75 yards, score touchdown in 40 seconds. They had a minute left, and they still had time left on the clock when they when they scored. Lions gave up like three personal fouls to help them get down the field. Not like Aaron Rodgers really needed the help picking apart Detroit's dismal defense. And what hurts, they score to take the lead 17-14 to 14 before halftime. And as a Lions fan, I know, I know Green Bay is getting the ball to start the second half. And I'm hoping, praying that maybe, hey, you know, this is still a game. We, we get a stop. We go down and punch it in. We, we take that lead back. We got this. First play of the second half, Aaron Jones takes the ball 75 yards to the house. And it was chops. I would have turned the TV off had I been home. I just turned off the radio when I was driving. Drove in complete silence for like three hours straight, staring out the window like it was a movie. Hey, man. After after like listening to that, I would have put on some Taylor Swift or something. <laughs> drown my sorrows. Put on some Marvin Gaye. Just I need some real good crime music. Hey, just man. let all that, all that hurt out. That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you need that's, on a that's drop 20, like that's that. 27, that's 27 years. 27 years of pain just from being a, a Lions fan. Yeah, I'm man. basically invincible right now. You can't hurt me no more. Yeah, man. Listen, for folks that don't know, man, the Lions have had a famed history of just being trash. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, I, I tried to find another word. I tried to pause and be better. They, they just been trash for a very long time. And the Lions haven't won a game since October 27, 2019. Trash, 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 trash. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new button. Got let them know. Trash, 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 trash. Two times, two times. Listen, that's terrible. Uh, I know, but thank you for again letting me know. Hey, listen, it's terrible, bro. It's terrible. At the end of the day, they haven't. They, they this is the same team. That had an 0-16 record. We're playing so terrible that they didn't even air their games regionally, let alone nationally. People would show up with the, to the games with mask with, with garbage bags over their face, saying, "I'm not a Lions fan." <laughs> like, Man, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That coach who coached the team to an 0-16 season through 36 games, his th- his first 36 games with the Lions. He's still got a better coaching record than Matt Patricia. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. Hey, man. I, 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 honestly, we, I think we both understand that. Patricia's not going to be here after this year, man. There's no way. I hope the Ford family gets it figured out. Because the city of Detroit is on the up and up, man. Y'all turn it around. Y'all need something to root for. But it might just be, you know, the, the luck of that franchise. Um it's just not looking good, man. Listen, Aaron Rodgers didn't even have like a fantastic game. 
was like he eight, didn't need to. Yeah, eighteen for thirty, two hundred forty yards, two touchdowns. It's good enough uh, with the 89.3 QBR rating. But Aaron Rodgers, I mean, uh, excuse me, the other Aaron, Aaron Jones was the star of the show, man, with the eighteen carries, one hundred sixty-eight yards, two touchdowns. Oh, by the way, he also was the leading receiver with four receptions and 68 yards and a touchdown. Get that man on your fantasy team. That's all I got to say. Yo, I uh, I lost to uh, <laughs> I lost in fantasy. It was not pretty. It was 150 to like 125. And any other day I would have probably had a good game. You know, any other team. I mean, I could have beat everybody else, but <laughs> somebody had Aaron Jones on their team and they decided to play him. And uh, I lost. So shout out to Aaron Jones for doing your thing. Well, not yesterday when I was playing fantasy and it mattered. But you know what's most embarrassing? You know what's really most embarrassing? I got one for you, but I'll let you go. (laughs) The Lions getting just destroyed by two guys named Aaron. Yo, two A Aarons. (laughs) Two A Aarons. Yeah, it's just embarrassing. It is pretty embarrassing. But listen, man, Matt Patricia is supposed to be the guru, the defensive guy. He just hasn't been here, man. He hasn't shown. And you know things are bad when Jeff Okuda is your is a corner, is your leading tackler on the team. Yeah, that's, you never want your you never want a uh, defensive back being your leading tackler. No, as a bad sign of how that game was played. No, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't good at all. Um, and again, I. I I think the Packers are good, but uh, no, but I don't. I, the Lions are just really terrible, man. They, yeah. they put up a fight in the first quarter, and then it was all over after that. I think the Packers figured it out, but you know, yeah, it just wasn't a good look for the team, man. It just wasn't a good look overall. Uh, I see that they they threw DeAndre Swift a couple. Uh, balls and he had a couple receptions. I'm glad to see that they're still feeding him a couple, uh, some receptions and some passes. So that's good to see. Still yeah, have their, their second guy. leading receiver. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. I hope he forgets all about last week because it doesn't matter. It's going to be like that every week anyway. So it's okay. And they play Chicago twice. So they'll get to see him again. But Joe Brady, Joe Brady, I know you're listening to this. I know you're a big fan. Oh my it's, goodness. It's, it's time. It's time to. It's time to take over the team. Amen. Come to Detroit. I know you're not from Detroit, but you come home. Come, come home, home and lead us to lead the Lions to the promised land. Hey, listen, man. At this point, he's he, let let the man let the man get a couple more games under his belt, man. Let him get right. It, it don't matter. Let him get right, man. He need a, he needs some more time, bro. He needs it's some time. more time. It's, it's time. The time is now. <laughs> well, what what and this is important too. I I think the Lions should make sure that they don't fire Matt Patricia too early. And have another interim coach come in and start doing well because that might cause issues. Because <laughs> they're like anybody else could do a better job than this guy. I think they probably should just ride it out <laughs> and then do it in the off season. I think that's you what know, they should do. I've talked. I've talked myself into it's time to tank and it's time to start over. Let's see what Trevor Lawrence got. Oh, bro, Matt Matt Stafford still got some stuff in this. He still got some gas in the tank, bro. No, I, I, Matt Stafford is still a good quarterback. He is not the problem with the Lions, but I think it's time to just tear the whole thing down. Trade Stafford for a first round pick or something. You know what's it's crazy time, though? It's time to rebuild. You know what's crazy though? There's not a lot of like. There's not a lot of teams that are in need of a QB right now. I mean, I know there's some that are like have new QBs or trying to figure it out. 
but there's not a lot of teams that really need a QB at the moment. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no team out there who's like, if only we had a good QB, we'd be a Super Bowl contender right now. Yeah. You know, it is interesting, though, and just thought of this. If Drew Brees retires after this year, trade Stafford to the Saints. That wouldn't be I don't a bad even know look. If they, I don't even know if they've got – they probably don't have the, the salary cap to take that. I don't even know if they got a first-round pick. I don't know. They'd be the one team, them or – you know the Bucks if Brady retired, but I don't think Brady's planning to retire. Yeah, that's not a bad. That's not a bad look for to see Matthew Stafford with the State Saints. That would be nice, man. That yeah. would be nice. Matt, Michael Thomas wouldn't have to stop running slants so much, but hey, <laughs> it works. But listen, I mean, it, 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 it really could look good, man. It really could look good. Now that you put that in my head, I actually would like to see that. To be honest, yeah, uh, you know Stafford still got it. There's a reason he was the former number one pick. And going from one former number one overall pick in Matthew Stafford to another in Joe Burrow. Let's do it. Bengals, Browns, battle for Ohio. Did you get a chance to watch this game at all? Yes, yes. It was a great Thursday night game. It was really good. It was. It was one of those games like you don't really care about the game. They're not like they're not good teams, but it was just really entertaining. Listen, I mean, when you watch Joe Burrow throw the ball 61 times and you see Baker Mayfield pretty much struggle like with the weapons he has it, it, it it's entertaining but overall they they're just two very terrible teams and they just kind of <laughs> back and forth but it was actually really entertaining I, I it was really entertaining I think mostly because Joe Burrow was on the field and Joe Burrow had a lot of guys go down and he was still spreading the wealth getting the ball off. He's a talented guy, man. I, I mean, I knew he was good coming out of LSU, but I only saw that one sample size of him really balling out like that last year. Um, but seeing him able to do what he did yes, uh, Thursday against Cleveland, I don't think Cleveland has a terrible defense. I don't think it's terrible. And they got a solid defense, solid defensive line. Yeah. They were, able, they were able to get after Joe Burrow a lot. He was getting hit constantly i only he was only sacked three times but man he was on the run every single snap especially when you're throwing it 61 times yeah uh you know miles garrett over there just pinning his ears back and going to town yeah they were down they were taught down the entire game they were down the entire game uh fourth quarter they made a push but i mean when you think about it that way he throws 61 times when he had time in the pocket he was delivering the only reason that Cleveland was still in the game, I mean, uh, the Bengals were still in the game, was because Baker Mayfield. Like, that was, like, he, he wasn't playing great. Uh, and also, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt had to come up big for them to, uh, to actually pull this one out. But seeing Joe Burrow, if, if Baker would have lost that game, and in my eyes, he, he lost that game, just because you're going against a rookie who has to throw it 61 times with the weapons that he has, and he still somehow manages to outshine you with the weapons you have with OBJ, Landry, was it Hooper or Hopper? What I, I just I said his name Hooper. right. Hooper. Um, all those guys, right? And you have two great running backs, and you still look like that. I've been telling y'all, I'm gonna beat the drum on this man. Baker is not what y'all thought it will. He was man. 
People keep they keep talking. They thought Baker was going to be the savior. Cleveland cannot get it right. With the team they have, they cannot get it right. It's not the coach. It's not it's not like it's not the other like pieces around. It's not the GM. It's the the organization as a whole just keeps messing up and they keep missing on these quarterbacks, whether it's the development issues, whether it's uh, just a bad pick, whatever it may be, they keep missing on quarterbacks. And it does, it don't make no sense to me to have all those weapons and have Baker Mayfield playing the way he's playing. Kyler Murray looks great. <laughs> that's another, that's another topic. I, I'm sorry. I took it. I took, I'm trying to take it away from the situation, but <laughs> the other Oklahoma I, guy looks better. <laughs> you know, Kyler Murray does look really good, but I'm not ready to give up on Baker Mayfield. Um, I thought, he played better. I think new coach. I think he's his third head coach and offensive coordinator in three years. Another new coach in his second game. I thought he looked better than their first game. Admittedly, he looked pretty bad in the first game. But I think he. I mean, they still they put up thirty five points. He was sixteen of twenty three, two hundred nineteen yards, two picks and a t- or two touchdowns and a pick. Didn't take any sacks. Um, you know, I thought it was a solid game. It wasn't anything special, but. I think, I think he's still got potential to continue to improve in this new system. I'm not ready to give up on him. Ken, he's not Kyler Murray, and I don't think he's what you expect when you draft a QB number one overall, but I think he can still be the guy for Cleveland to help them uh, maybe get to the playoffs. Nah, bro, that ain't it, bro. Listen, listen. His 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 two touchdown passes was like a wide open Odell Beckham, okay, forty three yard pass wide open Odell. Odell usually does the rest when he gets it in a, on a slant. I think it was like a dig route that he took up, and then a six yard pass to Kareem Hunt. That was it. It's not. I mean, I I, I hate saying that. It's not. It's not like he's doing anything. Impressive, like Joe Burrow is putting those ball, like those balls in tight windows. Man, he's he's getting them there. He's doing it under duress, under pressure. Stop drinking your drink. <laughs> like I'm giving my take. Uh, he's he's able to 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 maneuver. He's under duress, and I know Baker- Joe Burrow wasn't throwing the ball downfield at all, though. It's the reason he threw 61 times for only 316 yards, a 5.2 yard average. It's the reason why. His tight ends were like his t- two of his top three leading receivers. Them boys not open, man. They they doubling AJ. AJ's basically on his last leg. They not doubling AJ. AJ's Nobody's doubling AJ. He's that's what I'm saying. They doubling them when they have to. They do double them. They doubled them a couple times on there. It was like more of like the six covered, a flat stacked uh, covers they were doing, but it wasn't like like the true the true doubles that we're used to seeing for those number one receivers, but. He was still getting doubled when he needed to in, in coverage, and he was also like he's on his last leg, right? Like he's 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 not the AJ Green that we used to know. And then Tyler Boyd, like they just, they just don't have the weapons like that. So for for to see Joe Burrow do that with the type of guys he had, that was impressive to me. I just don't think Baker's performance was impressive, especially with they should have won by they should have looked. They should have looked like the Packers. They should have won by uh, uh, 20. But I think that's more on the defense. Do you want uh, to win by 20? Do you want them to put up 50? Yes. I mean, the. <laughs> yes. I mean, okay. But I think 
it's more on Cleveland's defense allowing the Bengals and a rookie QB to put up 30 against them. Nah, bro. Nah, I'm not I'm not going I think that's more of a nod to Joe Burrow than it is to the defense. The Cincinnati doesn't have a defense. Lucas, who name 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 two guys on that defense? Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, Jesse Bates, Jesse, Jesse Bates, the safety. Hey, man, listen, I ain't asked you to name him right now, bro. You are the time's already <laughs> over, bro. Hey, the time's he's, already he's over. A, he's an up and coming safety. He he is very he's real. Very, one, real ones know he is a, a, a up and coming safety from the second round pick from Wake Forest, man. I, I, I don't yep. know what you talk about, but again, I mean, Jesse Bates is also like. Really good, but other than also, that, that defense is trash. Okay, exactly. Like trash, trash, like, trash, trash. The only I other don't have the button. Trash, 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 trash. I got you, bro. I got you. I got you, bro. Hey. I got you, bro. Um, <clears throat> the the only other person I know on that defense, and I'm I'm being honest, is is Carlos Dunlap, and it's because he's a he's a Florida guy. I I know a few guys, but not because they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, they have Mackenzie Alexander, Clemson guy. That's about that's about it, man. I don't have anything else for you. That's that's about it. And that's, that, but that's my point. That is my point. That is exactly my point. Baker should have put not. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna just put it on Baker. And also, I say all that that the defense isn't great. But look at what Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb did to that defense. That's true. They those are solid guys, and their line. They, they've invested some money in that line. You can't tell me it's a line anymore. A few years ago. They didn't have a line. Their line is pretty solid this year. Cleveland Browns, they would those those boys ate. They ate. They looked really, really good. But Baker, every now and then, he'll show you the glimpses of oh, that's not that's not too good. That's not great. You know, like I'm telling you, man. I I don't I don't think Baker's the guy. I know we 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 beg to differ. We disagree on this, but I think time will show. That I was right on this one, like always. <laughs> Time will show. Yeah, like always. Yeah. All right, so moving on from one trash defense to two trash defenses. Yeah. Got the Atlanta Falcons and the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. And maybe I should also throw a trash special teams in there. Um, <laughs> this was another really fun, really fun game to watch just because I love watching teams score at will and – Especially Atlanta, because they're a team that just scores a ton of points, always loses in some hilarious fashion, um, which is really entertaining. It, that, it, it was it was actually really sad and disheartening to see, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Like, Twitter was full-on roasting the Cowboys, man. Full-on roasting them. Like there was like no coming back from it. Like he, he, Cowboys fans were like, "Why do I even like watch these guys? Even knowing they're gonna lose?" There's great tweets, great sound bites. It was awesome. And then the yeah. Falcons did it again. And then the Falcons did it. So final score: Dallas Cowboys forty, Atlanta Falcons thirty nine. In a thriller. Juan, you want to take it away with what happened on special teams there at the end? Kind of paint the picture for the crowd. Hey, bro. All I need to really say is in the NFL, in today's NFL, where the special team rules are so impossible to go in the favor of the person that's actually kicking the ball away, right? (laughs) (laughs) The Cowboys got an onside kick. (laughs) 
<laughs> they recovered an onside kick, ladies and gentlemen. That's all you have to hear. That's it. And then on top of that, they, they ended it off on a walk-off field goal. Like, it's so terrible, man. It's so terrible that they did this and they went out like this to the Cleveland. I mean, look, I got me saying the Cleveland. I don't even know what to say no more, man. It was terrible. You could have did any. The Falcons always find a way, bro. Like, run the Spider 2 banana. Like, <laughs> like, run the Philly special. Do something, bro. Like, what? It, it's terrible. Like, all you had to do is recover they, onside they kicks. Wallen, what, how far does the ball have to travel f- before the kicking team can recover it? Ten whole yards, but then boys was watching it just... just in, 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 <laughs> And that, that rule is the same in high school, college, the NFL, right? Oh, God, they just watched it. They just watched it, and I think it was... um. I don't even know who it was. The tight end, like on the on the all the way at the edge. Um, he was like the the end uh, recover guy. I think he was letting it go, and then he realized, like, oh shoot, it's ten yards. I gotta jump on it, and it was too late. They just the, they just was, looked at it. It was like it was as if the Falcons thought that if they had to wait until the ball had crossed ten yards. Yeah, it, it's, as it's <laughs> the only thing I could compare it to is like. You ever watch like little kids play basketball and they forget which hoop is theirs and they shoot in the wrong hoop or they go the wrong way? Yeah. <laughs> That's like what this was. It was like Atlanta forgot that they w- were the receiving team and not the kicking team. Oh. And thought, okay, we got to wait for 10 yards before we can jump on it. And they just stood there and watched the ball go 10 yards and the Cowboys jump on it. It's, I, I, I saw the, the percentages like in 2018 the only less less than 10 percent of teams recovered onside kicks it just doesn't happen and yet the falcons allowed it to happen in the dumbest way possible and then lost the game hey listen shout out, shout out to dak prescott though helping my fantasy team win that's all that really matters in the end yo listen. vulturing vulturing three rushing touchdowns from ezekiel elliott bro can I'll, we go, I'll, pra- I'll praise the deck. Bro, can we go back to this onside kick real quick? I just want to, I just, I, 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 I wanted to. Br- I, I could live in that onside kick while as oh. long as talk, talk about it as long as you want. The kicker. I'm, I'm not even, I think he, 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 I think he was a kicker for uh, the Rams last year. Was it Zerlin? Yeah. Or uh, Greg, Greg uh, Zerlin. Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't even use a T. He didn't even use yeah. a T man. That's a, I've seen a lot of kickers do that. They put it right on the ground and they can get, you know, some crazy spin on it. They just they just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, he's not using a tip. It's fine. I'm, that must be illegal. It's okay. <laughs> he, he, he mesmerized he, them. He, he kicks it and it's like this slow moving on. It's the slowest moving onside kick I've seen in a long time. I guarantee you people are going to use it now, but hopefully hands teams are probably practicing what to do in those situations right now, but just called jump on the ball. Yeah. And if you think about Lions, it, I'm available to coach. If you think about it, it <laughs> you think about it, if it with the rules now, you don't have a running start. So if they do catch it, I mean, if they do kick it like that and it's a slow moving onside kick, you can pounce on it and no one will be able to touch you. Yeah. No you one just fall. Just you grab it and fall. Yeah. Just run towards it. Just fall on it. 
But like we're CJ, I think CJ Goodwin was the one that came up with it at the end. Um, but man, there was like what there was like what a hundred it was like a minute and forty-eight seconds left on the clock, and that was after two failed fake punts and another gamble that didn't work with when, when McCarthy went for like two point conversion uh before like that touchdown they needed to get. It they found a way to lose. And then Julio still has the curse. And I saw this great tweet where someone said, Julio must have made a deal with like the football gods or the, the football devils that says you can ball out. But as soon as you get in the past the 25 yard line, you're done. You have no special powers. <laughs> he cannot find his mojo. Like he actually he didn't have his mojo at all that game. He was he did not put up the numbers that were I mean, we're, we're kind of used to seeing, but yo, but Calvin Ridley, the great young receiver looked really good. Matt Ryan looked pretty good four total touchdowns, but man, Dak said, oh, the jokes. I think Dak went in the locker room and saw Twitter and saw the jokes. He saw, he saw the jokes with Jerry Jones, uh, laughing (laughs) in the press box or in the, in the, um, the suites. You know, he 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 saw the tweets that were comparing Jerry Jones to uh, Mercier Candy from Django, right? <laughs> he he saw those tweets at halftime. And he said, "No, no, 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 not in twenty twenty. I ain't going like loud like this. Jerry's gonna have to pay me, bro." He finished with four hundred and fifty passing yards and a touchdown, one touchdown. Okay, one touchdown, but four hundred and fifty passing yards. Where they do that at? Only on Lucas's fantasy team. That's where. Man, I hope you enjoyed those. What is it? <laughs> Eighteen points. <laughs> I guess. Um, you probably, no, I think it. You, you probably had like twenty-five, right? Yeah, like thirty-nine. You forget the oh, three he runs. rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he runs. My yes. apologies. Yes. My apologies, folks. He runs. Jerry, pay me. Stop playing with me. <laughs> Shout out to Zeke for running that guy over in the end zone. Ah, uh, that's. This is what he does. All I can say about Atlanta is they're always entertaining. They always find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And I love it. <laughs> they're always entertaining. <laughs> See, we, we love to prey on people's downfall and demise. We love it. That's why. That's the, that's the whole purpose of this. That's why we love sports. We love when people fail at this point. This is what we just got to be. We just got to be real with one another. We just got to. Entertaining. Man, ever, ever since 28-3. Falcons, they just they just keep it up, and I love it. Yo, I still hear jokes about it from the ladies at like jobs at my jobs. They're like, "Oh, that's the Super Bowl where I went to sleep when they were winning, and then I woke up and they lost." <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, that you guys are forever ingrained in history as that at, team." At Wallen's uh, super secret job. Yeah, we, we gotta <laughs> keep we gotta keep that real, real, real low key. This this is my job, Lucas. Yes, I record podcasts and watch sports all day. That's all yep. I do. That's all I do. Sames. Sames. But listen, man, it was a crazy, crazy week uh, for the NFL as far as injuries, man. I, I I think everybody saw what was going on. I think it was all over Twitter. We had uh, some of the athletes, even like Michael Thomas, who's also hurt himself with an ankle, tweet, you know, prayers up for all these, uh, all these, his brothers out there playing. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of injuries, man. And yeah, it, mostly like soft tissue injuries too. And 
the the ACL is one interesting uh, part of our anatomy, and it I I think the first one I saw the, uh, during like Sunday was uh, Nick Bosa going Nick down. Bosa, yeah, and they, former, uh, former number two overall pick, yeah, they, the they, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, they saw him going down. And I was like, okay, maybe you know he'll be all right. And then I think after that, uh, uh, Garoppolo went down with an ankle. Uh, yeah. And then I'm not even going to try to botch my man's name. I, I, people would call him Mozart. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rakeem Mozart? Mozart, yeah. He went down as well. Uh, uh, yeah, George Kittle went down. Yeah, uh, that was last week. De- yeah. Debo, Debo Samuel yeah. has gone down. The 49ers have not had it. Good, uh, mm-hmm. as of late, the whole team's going, going down. But yeah, you know, and then uh, Saquon tore his knee too. Yeah, Saquon's knees done, and I, I, I used to, when I watched Saquon, I used to, I was scared for him because he would jump and do these these um, really aggressive cuts and moves, um, and then he would fight for extra yards and have like it would look like he would put a lot of impact on his knees. Sometimes I've seen him jump into the end zone and land on his leg awkwardly, and I'm like, oh, there's no way his yeah. knee's okay. And he always ends up being fine, but I always was scared. And I was like, well, it's because he has those huge legs and he's strong. He has one of the biggest lower bodies and strongest lower bodies in the league, so he's probably fine. And then I finally caught up. Um, not caught up. It, it, unfortunately. It, it didn't go well because like it seemed like a normal play when he tore it, uh, but I think he kind of knew that what what happened there. And now uh, the 49ers, I think, are are going to complain. Are yeah, they're complaining about the quality of the turf. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it was it, it that was just like the, the extra. There's other names that happened as well. I think. Cortland Sutton also got yeah. hurt. He came out. Um, he was looking for a breakout year yeah, in Denver. Yeah. They also lost Drew Locke as well to a shoulder. Then you had um, Christian McCaffrey with his ankle. He's out now. He's not going to be playing. There's Just a lot of stars. Lots and lots of stars. And as I was thinking about it, I was wondering if – if, if if this had anything to do with the no extra or the not extra, but not have not being able to have any preseason games, but I don't think that would have been the case because they all these guys still went through the, a full training camp, so I don't think that was probably I don't think that was a problem. But also, like when you think about the Cowboys, we're just talking about the Cowboys. Um, they lost a lot of guys too. They have a lot of guys that are not they're not playing as well. I think. Um, Vinesh, is that his name? I don't know how I say his name wrong, but uh, he's he's out as well, right? Like, oh, Van, Van Dinesh, is that? Yeah, Van Dinesh. Yeah. He's, he's out uh, with a, a neck. There's just like, a lot of people have just been getting hit with the injury bug, man, and there's a lot of stars that are not going to be on the field for this, the coming weeks and the entire year. And yeah. Like, I know we're missing some folks, but oh, I'm sure we're missing plenty. But I do really, I'm with you on. I think the lack of a preseason, not necessarily the playing, because a lot of these stars, you know, they don't really play at all in the preseason games, anyways. But I think it's with the preseason, they get a gradual ramp up in intensity. Um, 
in practice and in the games that they didn't get with this uh, kind of shortened offseason and uh, getting right into the you know the intensity of the regular season is really causing you know it's a lot of uh, pulled hammies and uh, just guys aren't really their bodies aren't all kind of like tuned up yet and it's just I think that's playing a role in a lot of these injuries. Yeah, because um, d- uh, was it Devontae Adams went went out with a hamstring, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Lions star receiver, yeah, hasn't hasn't played yet this season because of a, a pulled hammy. Yeah, uh, I think what is it, uh, Malik H- Hooker? Uh, he's he's T- out torn Achilles. Yeah, torn Achilles. I think that's the second guy on the in the Apollos, uh Colts. I think um, Mac Mar- Marlon Mack had, yeah, uh, had yeah, Achilles yeah. as well. Tons of injuries. A lot of running backs uh, getting injured. I mean, running backs are always getting injured, but I think the, you know, it's a lot of uh, star big names that are getting injured. Um, yeah, like you. I you, think I think it might. This could cause the NFL to go back, and I know they're kind of saying like, maybe we don't play any preseason games in the future. I could. I I think the the most common kind of rumor right now is that they're looking to play two and that'll be interesting to see if going into next season you know even with some sort of preseason if that affects uh the injuries yeah yeah like you i know for the dolphins uh byron jones went out with a groin with the soft tissue will fuller also has a hamstring with the with the a soft tissue uh injury as well and i think bruce Irvin has a has a knee the Sunday night against yeah. the uh, against the Patriots, so tore his knee as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's sad, man. It's really sad to see. Not like every time I see these injuries, it's not from like a, a fan perspective. I always think about it as like a player because like we've we've all played, we've both played Lucas, and you know what it's like when when you see your your teammates go down, and even when you see like other guys on the team, other team go down, you worry for them because like we've we've both been hurt, and it, it's tough, man. Rehab is horrible people yeah, yeah. just people see it, the the injuries and they go okay like they're gonna get surgery they're gonna be fine because we just see the injury and we see them come back and most of the time they're they're better than they were before depending on their age or where they're at in their career but we don't see all the grueling work that goes in especially like the night the night after the injury that's usually like really painful and then after surgeries extremely painful and then rehab is like worse than all of them put together for the most part. So, yo, I, I hope I hope those guys get back healthy. They're good. The, thankfully, ACL uh, ACL surgeons and surgeries are way better now than they were back in the day. Uh, but man, the ACL seeing the ACLs, Achilles, especially what happened with KD last year, it's it's scary to see. But uh, somebody made a joke on Twitter saying that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of terrible, but they're like Frank Gore uh, is to see him play all these years. It's almost been like it's like what fifteen years in the league. I think he's been, yeah. Um, play all these years in the league and still be as durable as he is. I think he's only missed five games in his like career. And somebody quoted and said like he tore both his knees at the University of Miami, and they're like the person that did his ACL, the doctor that did his ACL surgery should be in like the Surgeon Hall of Fame or the ACL Hall of Fame or something <laughs> like that because Frank Gore is durable. <laughs> Shout out to him. Frank Gore is 
Yeah, his whole career is one of the most interesting things in football history. I don't know Uh, how he's still going. Yeah. At running Uh, back. (laughs) Yeah, as a running back, be playing at with all the all the carries, all the years he's played. It's it's amazing. Um I don't have a good segue for this one, but you know, kind of transitioning to that the the Patriots game uh, against the Seahawks. You know, okay, I, I got a, I got a, I got one for you here. Ooh, I got a excited for you. You know, so, speaking of somebody who, you know, was able to kind of overcome any types of injuries and continue playing in Frank Gore, to somebody who's overcoming a lot of injuries now and thriving, Cam Newton. That was a brilliant segue, Lucas. <laughs> that was really good. That's why I get paid the big bucks for. Listen, Cam Newton. Man. I'll be honest. You know, after all the injuries he had in Carolina, I thought he was done. You thought my uh, boy was washed. I, I, you know, I Borderline. didn't think he was washed because I, I think of washed as being like old. Cam Newton still in the prime, but man, he just shoulder injuries, foot injuries. Like if you saw him last season with Carolina, when he tried to play, he could not move. Yeah. He looked broken and you know, he, he sat out a long time, got right. And Cam Newton's back 397 yards, two touchdowns, uh, rushing. Bro. He looked, he looked like the old Cam Newton, but, Unfortunately, he did not look like the new Russell Wilson out here. Let me tell you. Russell Russell Wilson was cooking out there. Five tubs, though. Five tubs. Russell. Almost had had as many touchdowns as incomplete passes. Man. Seven seven incomplete passes, five touchdowns. Hey, you know what it is now I think about it? Russell Wilson had a kid and he said, man, I'm putting on for my little one, bro. That's what he said, bro. Balling, man. It's, it's Pete Carroll finally is letting Russell Wilson cook. No more of this power run team line up in an I formation with a fullback and run it 30 times, 40 times a game. They said, Russell, it's your team now. Go ball. Bro, there was a throw that he did, man. There's a couple of them. They were beautiful, man. They weren't they weren't good throws. They weren't like okay throws. They were beautiful, beautiful throws. I, I know that he had one um that he threw like going across to uh, I don't know, I don't remember what number 18 was, but like he's one of like the newer guys. That was like I think that was I think it's like Swan or whatever. That was like a dig route and he like Swan did the X the, the rest, but the one where he threw it, I think uh come he was under pressure and he threw it to to Carson. Coming out of the backfield, Carson ran a, a wheel route, and oh my god, under pressure, he had he had a defender in his literally all in his grill. I don't know how he did it. Was what's your boy from Michigan, number fifty for the Patriots? Uh, oh, Winovich, Winovich, all in his face, gets his hand on his arm. Russell throws a beautiful pass to Carson. The back of the end zone. It was it yeah, was just beautiful. Wide, wide open on the wheel route. Wheel yeah. route is always undefeated. It, it, but it was a perfect throw under duress, and he was so hype afterwards. And I was like, bro, what, who is this guy? Who is this? Is that Russell Wilson putting a team on his back? <laughs> like what? L- listen here, folks. Lock it up, Russell Wilson. 
2020 MVP. I hope so. He, he stays healthy. He's 2020 MVP. I hope so. He looks get, amazing. Get out your checkbook. Put, put the mortgage payment on it. He looks amazing, man. He looks really good. He looks really, really good. And, you know, seeing the defense didn't play all that great. It's like they, they flipped, right? Like now it's the yeah. offense carrying the defense. They played good enough. But, man, Jamal Adams is good, too. I can't even gotta give that man his credit that boy good i keep forgetting he's in seattle now yeah he's he has quiet games man you don't really know he's there because he's 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 really a box safety like he you you he's always in the box he'll come out every now and then on those passing downs but he'll have quiet games where he'll have like 10 tackles and a sack and you won't hear anything from him other than that and he'll lead the team in sacks i mean team (laughs) sorry um but man, Russell looks really good. The receiving core looks like they're getting DK Metcalf is looking good. He caught four receptions, 92 yards. Tyler Lockett looks great. He looks phenomenal all the time now. Uh they they look real good, man. But listen, Julian Edelman got down too now. Don't forget about your boy Julian Edelman. Cam's favorite target. Man. Boy, that boy, I don't know where he be coming from, man. It, it, it throws me off. Ken State's finest, seventh-round pick coming out of nowhere. He broke some milestone record the other day, man, um, with, like, I think it was, like, receptions. He he was looking good, man. He was he was catching them, catching the balls all over, all over the field, making catches all over the field. Cam Newton looked good, like you mentioned. They could not stop. The Seattle Seahawks could not stop Cam when he got in the end zone or the red zone, excuse me, and they ran that formation where they had, like, they went really heavy. They could not stop him until they actually needed to stop him at the end of the game. Until until the very end when, you know, shades of, what, five years ago in the Super Bowl? Yes. When when, uh, Matt Patricia was calling his his amazing game plan, his... uh, the, the greatest fourth quarter defensive play call of all time. The irony. The irony. Was it four times in a row trying to, they tried to run in Cam Newton? Yep. Basically. I mean, and, you know, from the one yard line, you'd think Cam Newton. It, listen, I got no problems with that game plan. Um, maybe not four times in a row. Maybe I tried doing something different once, but I got no problem with the play call there. Nine times out of 10. Well, I guess. Six times out of ten, that works. Yeah. Not this time. It didn't work that time, man. It was, I think it was, what was it? Yeah, they had him. I think it was like first and ten. Um, I think he tried to throw it to Edelman. And then it was like second and ten. And I think, I think he threw it. I think he, he had a completion to, um, to Henry. And then as as they got to the, I think it was like first and goal, and they tried to run that shotgun play to try to get him in there, and it just did not work. But, hey, man, each his own, man. They, they tried. Cam looked like he was he was going to bring it down. I hated that the announcers were like, all right, it's it's Cam now. Is he going to pull a Tom Brady? I'm like, man, Tom Brady not here no more, man. <laughs> Let Cam do his thing, bro. It's not the same QB. It's not the same guy. Let him do his thing. He'll figure it out. 
Don't put no pressure. I mean, and Cam's not going to feel the pressure, but I hate when they do that because people are going to compare him to Tom Brady, which they shouldn't. They really it's, shouldn't. It's, it's going to happen, though. It's he and he. I'm sure he knew that going in, replacing Tom Brady in New England. I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all, and they should stop <laughs> doing that. I will never do that on this podcast. I would not compare Cam Newton to Tom Brady. Tom Brady would have won the game, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, it, it was a good overall game. Cam looks really good, like you said earlier. Russell looks even better. I think it's going to be we, – we're going to revisit our our picks uh, to make it to the Super Bowl because I think we – I don't think – did any of us choose Seattle? I think you chose Seattle. I think you did. Uh. I don't remember. I'll have to yeah. listen back. I'm yeah. gonna say I did. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, you say you did. Yeah, I think you you took Seattle and I took I took um, I think I took somebody else. So yeah, it's gonna be good to revisit this because right now Seattle looks really good. Um, so another transition of uh, injuries, right? Uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, the quarterback for the. L.A. Chargers. Ooh, I got it. Oh, I, I keep calling him right. San Diego. Got it right. The L.A. Chargers got yeah. had some chest pains uh, before so, the game. Yeah, a weird, a weird injury. They said it like happened after. It was like after the pregame warm-up, but before the the game started. Uh, yeah. So hope, hope everything's okay with him. Yeah. I think what it was, he had a rib. He, had a, he was listed on the injury report last week after that game with a rib, and he practiced all week, and then – like you said, in warmups, he had issues with his chest, a lot, of, a lot of chest pains. When I first heard it, I thought it was COVID. I was like, oh, no. I thought it was really bad. Um, oh, that, that, that was COVID, and it came up. Then that's toast for the season. Yeah, that's probably true. Hey, man, listen, they've been pretty good, man. It's like week two, and they're doing all right with the COVID. Pretty good for them, man. I don't know. Yeah, how I'm impressed. I got to say, a couple months ago, I didn't think there was any way they could have NFL season. You and me both, man. But they're they're looking pretty good. We're just gonna keep our fingers crossed. But yeah, Ty- Tyra Taylor uh, was out, and our my boy Justin Hibbert. I liked it. I like Hibbert from Oregon. I liked him at Oregon, man. I really liked him. I thought the Dolphins might take him, and I wouldn't have been upset with it. Yeah, he he got the starting the starting nod uh, to to go out there and and sling it around, boy. And that boy looked good. Nah, he looked good out there. I was like, okay, Mister. He he's low key. He's low key gonna be really good. I think he looked for his first game. Not even for just be, you know being in the realm of his first game. He looked good out there. He had one bad rookie decision um, where he rolled out and he had an open ten yards to run and decided to throw the ball. Uh, back across to the other side of the field, which you never do that he got picked off on. Yeah. But other than that, 22 of 33 for 311 yards and a touchdown um, had them in position to win the game, you know, had game went to overtime and, you know, you can't give Patrick Mahomes a chance to win it in overtime because you know, what's going to happen. He always finds a way, uh, but Justin Hibbert looked really good, man. 311 yards. I, I was thoroughly impressed against a Chiefs defense that isn't terrible. They're not terrible. Uh, I, I think everybody expected, even if um, Tyrod Taylor was playing, I think everybody expected the Chiefs to roll over uh, uh, the Chargers, and they didn't. Yeah. So, hot's off to them. They came out. They did their thing. 
They they made it a competitive game. Your boy Keenan Allen had a pretty good game as well. He put up like ninety six yards. That's my cousin. That's that's your cousin. Uh, and I know that you know Eckler looked good. Uh, they they have I think what Joshua Kelly is that probably going to be their next guy up uh, as far as uh, running backs for for the Chargers. But overall, they looked really good. I like Justin Herb- Herbert, but Patrick Mahomes also looked like Patrick Mahomes almost. I yeah. will not let it go unsaid that he was he had a fifty percent completion rate. <laughs> so <laughs> I will not let that be a, like go unnoticed or not talk mentioned. Twenty seven for forty seven. I mean, obviously he threw the ball a lot. And um, Clyde Edward Hilaire, uh, the honeymoon phase and the media headlines have dwindled with his ten carries for thirty eight yards. Patrick Mahomes led the. Uh, the Chiefs in rushing, so I think that that whole honeymoon phase is over. But I think they'll probably get it going, which I don't know if this was just. I mean, also, the the Chargers are pretty good defense as well. I think people don't yeah. give them enough uh, credit. Uh, and they got my boy, man. They got my boy Kenneth Murray, bro. Hey, <laughs> they got my boy Oklahoma's finest, looking good out there. Led the led the uh, the, the Chargers in tackles, looked real good, uh, but. Man, they it was a it was a it was an entertaining game. I actually caught the end of it, and then I went and watched it again just to like get a good understanding of what Justin Herbert looked like. But yeah, it's a good team. I man. just I just don't understand. Uh, you know, Chargers head coach head coach Anthony Lynn said, "If Tyrod Taylor is healthy, he's their starting quarterback." And after what you just saw from Justin Herbert, your top first round draft pick QB. How can you not just continue to let him play? I understand some teams out there decide to sit their rookie QBs the entire season, no matter if they're losing every game or not. I'm not going to name any names in Miami Dolphins, but... I know you was going to go there. We're going to talk about it in a second. <laughs> I just I don't understand how you can't play Herbert and just let him... The guy can play. It, the, it wasn't too much for him. Let the guy ball. No, let him, man. Let him no. let him earn his lumps. No, bro. I I am a hundred percent a fan of letting young guys sit until they're ready. I think it's been proven over and over again that that method works. Okay, Wallen. Listen, you can, Mister ha- Mister Conservative out here. Listen, I I will be a hundred percent conservative with with, with QBs uh, uh, because. Look. At the end of the day, man, listen. While I'm voting Republican out here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Says I want to run the ball. We're going to establish the run, folks. We're going to play hard-nosed defense. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chill, 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 chill. Hey, hey. I'm black. I don't vote Republican. Okay? So, but listen, man, listen. While says... <laughs> Three things you, you, can happen when you throw the ball and two of them are bad. <laughs> the game was better back in the 50s. Listen, bro, listen. I I like I've said I use and we're we're talking about him right now. I use Bradshaw Mahomes as a as a great example of this going well. We look at Aaron Rodgers. We look at um Tom Brady. You look at a lot of these guys, they had to sit. They had to sit. And I'm I'm okay with that. Here's uh, here's my thing. Brady was behind Bledsoe, 
Rodgers was behind Favre. Mahomes was behind Alex Smith. Justin Herbert's behind Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. One of these things don't belong. What you mean? Why why are you hating on Tyrod Taylor? Look, if Baker would have just stayed behind. Tyrod Taylor is a journeyman quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback you sign when you have a rookie court, quarterback who you're like, mm, I don't know if he can start the first game of the season. And then he starts the second game and Tyrod Taylor sits the bench for the rest of the season. No. That's Tyrod Taylor's job. That's not what happens. Tyrod Taylor comes in because he's a consummate professional. He knows how to he knows how to manage a game. He gets the job done. He and he's probably not going to win you a ton of games, but he's not going to lose a ton of games. He's 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 risk avert. He's not going to throw picks. He's going to protect the ball. He's going to give you a shot to win. And he's going to make sure that you 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 develop some of the other players and it looks and it seems like you're still trying to win without putting your quarterback out there. But there no one like when you draft a QB first overall, you usually don't have a great team around him. Let's be honest, right? People that are lucky with stuff like that. Let me look I mean look at again, you're going to make make the same uh point The Chargers that you made. do have a good team though. They had a ton of injuries last year to key positions. I think they have a great team. Amen. Amen. Shh, it's my turn. So listen. <laughs> so listen. I think you're going to bring up the same point you brought up earlier. But, you know, even when you look at Lamar Jackson sitting behind Flacco for a little bit. Come on, man. Come on, man. You got to let them boys sit for a little bit. Get them right. Let them see. Let them do get some 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 uh some live play and preseason and practice against the practice squad. Let them learn, you know. Like that's what the Dolphins are doing. The Dolphins are not good. They should they should they should, <laughs> they should not let Tua get on the field at all. Let that boy rest. Let him get right. I don't have a problem seeing these guys and these coaches come out and give these uh, these young QBs some time. Just let them relax. When they're ready, they're ready. If they're not ready, don't force it. There's no need to force these guys into making boneheaded decisions. I and I honestly didn't see Justin Hibbert actually starting ever. First year. I didn't see it happening. Just like I don't see Tua starting. He could, but I don't want him to start. The guys that's supposed to start are starting. Joe Burrow's out there getting destroyed. He's earning his bumps, like you said. And I that's okay. But don't put my boy Tua out there. You heard me. Brian Floyd, you hear me. Don't put him out there. All right, all right. Let let Tua sit on the bench with his old lady hips. That's fine. Wow. So let's <laughs> talk about the Nuggets versus the Lakers. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Last night's game was a whoo. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. Actually, it wasn't last night. It was uh, it was two nights ago. Yeah, two nights ago. It was Saturday night. Wait, what is today? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, bro. No, it was Sunday. It was Sunday night. Uh man, Joe the Joker, Jokic. Hey, I said his name right. I'm telling you, that. Hey, I said his name, Jokic. Our boy went crazy. The last what four minutes of the game, he scored, I think, nine straight points for the Nuggets to like get them in striking distance. Can you stop drinking your dang drink, bro? Dang. No, I can't. I need to stay hydrated. Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got that good, good. Boy. I need that drink. Um, yeah, so Jokic, man, I think he scored literally nine of the, like, yeah, I think he scored nine points straight for for the Nuggets to give them the lead with like two seconds left in the game. 
And I don't know what happened. If they didn't switch, communications didn't happen. Anthony Davis hit the, hit the game-winning shot uh, to send the Lakers. They give the Lakers a 2-0 lead over the Nuggets. But Jokic looked really good, man. He was just sinking them. Jumpers, layups, like um, floaters and three-pointers. He was killing it, man. He scored all their points at the end. It was like a closer. It was, I've never seen it like that before. He was. He looked really good. But uh, LeBron brings a lot of attention uh, from uh, opposing defenses. And I don't know how, but Anthony Davis slipped into to his behind their three-point arc, laid up, gave him a great look, wide open, made the shot to win the game at the buzzer. Um, but listen, have no fear, Nuggets fans. <laughs> have no fear. Because you know what I got for you today. I got something real nice for y'all. Hot take. The Nuggets have the Lakers right where they want them. They got the Lakers right where they want them. Do you know what they should do? They should lose tonight. The Nuggets, yep, I'm saying hot take. I'm saying that the Nuggets should lose tonight, be down 3-0, and have no choice but to win four straight and make history. Coming from a 3-0 deficit to beat the LeBron and Anthony Davis-led Lakers in the Western Conference Final to submit themselves in history and to go on to the NBA Finals. Oh, how beautiful would that be? Have no fear. You've heard it here first. The Nuggets have the Lakers right where they want them. I've got... I'm speechless. Hot it's, take. It was it was beautiful. I'm I'm crying tears of joy just hearing that hot take. That's what I do. I'm, my my tongue is burning from the spiciness of that take. Hot hot hot. <laughs> yeah, I. You you said it all, man. They got them right where they want them. Nuggets ready to do it again. Three one. Let's run it back. Um. I will say, you know, in regards to the last play there, it did look like uh, before the inbounds that um, I think it was a, a Jeremy Grant had kind of uh, pulled Mason Plumley aside and it looked like they were targeting uh, LeBron in kind of the, the high post there. And he, they kind of said like to emphasize LeBron in the, in the high post and Plumlee came across, and you know a lot of everybody's kind of clowning him for running himself into a screen that wasn't there. But it did sure look like he went to uh, cut off any roll by LeBron to the basket, and that they were supposed to switch it. And it was probably uh, Jeremy Grant was supposed to then uh, jump out to uh, cover Davis, and you know LeBron being LeBron, Grant was slow to kind of. Uh, let him go and get out there. And, you know, Anthony Davis is a great player. He's, I think he's like a 33% three point shooter on the season. He's shooting 39% from there in the playoffs. But I think sometimes when you have to choose between whether you want LeBron shooting a three or in for the win or Anthony Davis shooting a three for the win, you know, you're probably going to key on LeBron and let Anthony Davis get that shot off. Um, if those are your options. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Anthony Davis, he's just a great player and he hit the shot. 
You got to live with that sometimes. Yeah, I agree, especially when you think about LeBron two seasons ago with the Cle- with with the Cleveland Cavaliers, w- basically willing the Cleveland Cavaliers to the finals with him hitting key clutch shots. I don't think we've ever seen LeBron be that clutch in a long time. I don't fault them for thinking that LeBron was going to probably shoot the game winner at that that time. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't let LeBron beat you, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's as simple as that. He's one of the greatest players of all time. You focus a lot on LeBron and you live with other people taking that shot. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's so go. Let's, let's talk about your boys. Let's talk about the Miami Heat. Oh, I thought you would never you would never bring it up. Oh. <laughs> We're looking real good, man. We're looking real, real good. Oh, if y'all don't know, I'm talking about the Miami Heat. South Beach's finest. The creme de la creme. Vice City. The Heatles. <laughs> the Heatles. Biscayne Boulevard. American Airlines Arena. Pat Riley. The Godfather himself. The Dynasty. Yes, we're talking about the Miami Heat. One of the one of the best teams in the league. I've been telling you guys all all podcast. But what is this episode eight? What is this? Yeah, episode eight. I've been telling y'all for a minute. I've been telling everybody even before the season starts. I've been telling y'all the Miami Heat gonna make the finals. And I think we're well on our way uh, playing the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. We went up two zero. Uh, we we gave up uh, the third game. Uh, a couple couple days ago, it's weird. I think they're just it, we haven't played in a long time, just because I think we're trying to give the Western Conference some time to to catch up a little bit. And I think we're we're, we're going to end up playing playing tomorrow. But you know, the Celtics, uh, the Heat looked really great uh, these last couple games. The first two games, they came back from deficits uh, to make sure that we got it done, got some key wins. Uh, but last week or the other the last game that we played, Celtics came out on fire, man. Vengeance, the little fight that they had in the locker room where Marcus Smart was was fighting everybody and yelling and throwing stuff. It worked out for them because they came out with their like their hair was on fire. They played great defensively, great offensively. They did what they had to do to to uh, hold us off. Tyler Hero, whoo, that boy good. That boy, that boy can't even drink yet, but he good. <laughs> he was hitting some shots, man. I think uh, Tyler Hero kept us in a game. Jimmy didn't have that great of a game, but I think that I think he's probably suffering with from some type of injury. Um, but I think that we'll we'll come back ready to 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 fight and get this three one lead tomorrow, and eventually uh, make it to the finals. I think they they they. I'm going to stick to what I said. I think they're going to make the make it to the finals. I've been right this far. I think they have everything they need to match up against the Celtics, and I I think this long break is what they needed. Uh, because they've been battling with some teams that we were what eleven and two now, in, yeah. in the playoffs. So, looked really impressive. Yeah, we look we're looking really good. We the thing that really helps us defensively, we have the the guys we need defensively, but also the Jimmy Butler and Gurren Dragic, like their combination of being able to penetrate and Dragic being able to 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 finish at the rim. Really helps us. Jimmy penetrates, gets to the line, helps us get some a lot of. I think he gets to the line at least like thirteen times per game now. Jimmy does. So I think the combination of that, having defensive guys like Jay Crowder, Inguadala, um, having 
even like I'm seeing uh, having Duncan also um, and Tyler Hero on the perimeter because Jay Crowder's the ability to hit threes helps and he can play defense as well. I think that really helps us as far as matchups uh, all around. But we could have we could have won that game, too, against the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the game could three. easily be could easily be up three, three oh right now. So I think that they're going to be a lot more uh, locked in defensively. Jimmy Butler's going to get get right. And uh, we'll, we'll come out with the dub this uh, this coming uh, tomorrow and ultimately make it to the finals yeah um you know i i really like miami kind of as a a sleeper team for the finals and the championship um since the first round i think you know obviously they're 11 and 2 in the playoffs and i also think looking ahead they match up really well with you know if we're going to assume the lakers are making it out of the west i think they match up really well with them um, being able to play BAM on uh, Anthony Davis and having a bunch of guys they can throw at LeBron and uh, obviously Jimmy B, uh, Jay Crowder, and the the LeBron stopper, Andre Iguodala. You know, I think that could be a really interesting matchup. Also, I just wanted to point out one thing. I don't know if you got a chance to see this, but it was uh, going around on Twitter, uh, a video of a, of – Duncan Robinson uh, getting uh, a catch-and-shoot three and just the smoothest catch-and-shoot transition that I've ever seen. They said he got that shot off in like 0.3 seconds. It was like just catching the ball with his hands already going up and shooting it. Yeah, he did that in, in the last game. Um, was it was that way? Because I haven't been able to see the video, but was it was it that? Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe you know, I don't know what day it is ever. Um Maybe it was from two games ago, but man, I, I've, it's been going around on Twitter and Instagram on the socials and whew, that guy can't shoot. Yo, he is, he's amazing. Like he can, it's, it's very rare when you have a specialist like, like Duncan Robinson and also he's getting better defensively. I think once he gets better defensively and then he adds maybe the ability to drive, right? I think those two things right there. If he can get that, he'll be almost I – mean, he wouldn't be a complete player, but he'll be dangerous enough uh, to be able to stay in the game longer and be a threat. Um, <clears throat> but the ability you, – you don't get it often where you have guys that can shoot from different angles and have these quick releases, kind of like – like Clay has a quick release, but it's not yeah. like Duncan's, right? Like he, he can catch it at his face, literally catch the ball at his face, not have to re like he doesn't have to reload he doesn't have to he doesn't bring the ball down doesn't have to like do any of that just straight up and get it done it's amazing it's amazing to see uh and i'm it's again yeah you got to look at the front office man the godfather is making plays out here oh both on and off the uh, off the court man hey. the way the the way that he have done it is the way i want the pistons to do it um oh don't get your hopes up don't get your don't, I, don't get your hopes I, up. i'm not saying it's possible I'm just saying the way they've built that organization, smart draft picks, you know, getting guys in the second round or undrafted, you know, that's the way if you're going to build a team without signing a free, a superstar free agent or getting a number one overall pick, that's how you do it. And that's what Miami's done. Yeah. And like even, even Kendrick Nunn finishing, <laughs> he finished second. Was it second? Yeah. He finished second in, in, in rookie. Yeah. 
votes or like the, uh, the rookie of rookie the year, year votes. So listen, we've been able to do it consistently. Uh, when people were, were were talking smack about the Jay Crowder and Inguadala deal and trade, like people didn't really understand it. It's all a part of what we need to do. And I think specifically after you, you mentioned this earlier, when we played, we, we match up well against the Lakers, when we actually did play the Lakers before we had Inguadala, that that game went down to the wire, right? It, like it went all the way down to the wire. It was at Miami. Now we have these extra pieces and we have guys that have been playing that are developing. And I'm seeing Tyler Hero grow right in front of my eyes as yeah. a 20, 20 year old rookie hitting big shots, being able to play defensively. He's still making those mistakes, but he's learning every day. He gets a little bit better. Jimmy's his boy. They're, they're good. They're talking. I, I, they're going to match up well with whoever. Um, but you know, all around there's, I don't see who, or what can really stop them? I well, not stop them because they're not like it's not, by no means is this a two thousand uh, two thousand eighteen Golden State Warriors. I'm not saying that that's what they are, but they do match up well, better than most statistically and personnel wise for with whoever's left in front of them here, even with the Nuggets. They match up well. Shout out to Bam. <laughs> Being able to guard all five positions. Again, great pick. I remember when they picked him, I was like, who's this Bam out of bio guy? I'm like, oh, uh, Pat picked him. It'll be fine. And look, lo and behold, lo and behold, there's a great story about Bam I'll tell next episode uh, from my personal experience uh, that I've seen uh, with, with Bam. This is a story straight exclusive for me. I'll be sharing it next episode, but looking forward to that. Woo! Listen. God. Got the the inside scoop, the breaking news over here. Always, always. That's why y'all. That's why y'all listen to us. That's why y'all listen to us. All right, bro. It's time to wrap it up, man. I got one more question for you, man. One more question. All right, hit me. It's the battle of the facial hairs. Ooh. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Garden Minshew showdown. Who has the best facial hair, man? They've uh, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, made a comment earlier uh, today uh, about uh, his beard, uh, saying that uh, his must his mustache versus or Mitchu's mustache versus his beard, and he says, "I think uh, the beard is cooler." Guys that grow mustaches have patchy sides, uh, <laughs> and the internet loved it. It blew up, uh, and then. I think that Minshew said, like, I think I've shown I can grow a beard with no patchy sides. So, um, yeah, it, they, they're going back and forth on this. And I, all, all of this is fun in games uh, and anticipation versus uh, the Jaguar Dolphins game. And this is personally like a, a rivalry between Lucas and I that he didn't know about. But he's Jags guy, you know, because he's lived Duval. down there. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a Dolphin guy. Miami Dolphins. Mine's not. It's cool. <laughs> but that's, that's, the, that's the classic Miami Dolphins song, by the way. We've been around. Is it really? Dolphins. Yeah. Miami I thought, I thought Dolphins. You was, I thought you was breaking Dolphins. out your mixtape. Yeah, bro. You can definitely tell it's from, like, the 70s. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah. But we, we do have 305. You know what it is? <laughs> but it's going to be it's going to be interesting matchup um who do you think is going to come on, on top on in, in that game who you, you you got Minshew you got you got Fitzpatrick what you got 
Yeah, I do. First of all, I do just have to say the the second part of uh, that Gardner's response to the Fitzpatrick was, "I'm going to res- I'm going to have respect for my elders, especially when they're much much elder." Hey man, I didn't want to bring that up, bro. Why'd you bring that up, bro? Because I, I just had to. I had to. You know, to keep it on I got down low. <laughs> you know, uh, Fitzpatrick's beard for me, but I gotta go with. Uh, my Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow, they look they look good against the against the uh, Tennessee Titans out there. You know, I'm impressed with what they've been able to do uh, early on, and I have not been impressed by the Miami Dolphins at all. Because oh, you're a hater. Oh, I'm. I think in just about every defensive stat in the NFL, the Detroit Lions rank 31st. Can you guess who ranks 32nd? Uh, Detroit Lions next week. It is the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. So as much as I rip on how bad the, the Lions defense has been, Miami's defense has been even worse. And Gardner Minshew is about to eat. Bro, the Dolphins actually play good teams. Okay? All right? Let's let's just get that cleared right now, okay? Don't compare your dolphin, your, your excuse me. Don't compare your lions to my dolphins. Don't do that. Don't disrespect our guys like that. Second, I hear what you say. They made Josh Allen look like the second coming of Joe Montana. Josh Allen looked good the week before. They look good. <laughs> don't don't take it away. Diggs look good. Chill. And we got injuries, so relax. But I'm gonna have to disagree with you, man. Beards, beards over mustaches, man. Beards over. That's what I said. I said I want beards I, I, over mustaches. I know, I know, but I, I know. But I, but I'm also picking the guy with the beard. I think that, I think uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is is a Michael Jordan type of mindset. He took that personally, <laughs> and he took that personally. He took the mustache and the beard thing personally, and I think that. Well, congrats to him. Doesn't mean he got the physical ability to do nothing about it. Hey, I, listen, I'm calling it. Hot take. Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> is going to throw for 300 yards, five touchdowns on Sunday. I mean, Thursday, excuse me. On Thursday. Don't. Hot take. Don't, don't you. Don't you do that, bro. I'm telling you, he's going to go. He's going to throw for 300 yards, five touchdowns on Thursday. Hey, Wallen, do me a favor. Hit the trash button, please. Trash, 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 trash. Because that's what I think of your hot take. Wow. It wasn't scorching. It wasn't scorching. <laughs> nah. That... Good, <laughs> no, good. it was it was scorching because it was so unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be you're gonna be eating your words, man, because we got this recorded. We're gonna be back. We're gonna I be back. Gla- I will gladly eat my words. I'm looking forward to Thursday, my friend. As am I. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Like always, thanks for joining us. This was an extra long episode of off the ball thanks for sticking around if you made it this far shout out to your boys you know what i mean follow us on social at wall and augustine at cool hand luke underscore underscore follow us man follow us we're, we're good follow we we crack some cool jokes uh but again like always always a pleasure we'll be back in a couple days with some more hot take <laughs> hey right. and take why don't you take the time to uh rate and review us on on uh your podcast app of choice yeah do that for sure do that for sure because that, that that actually really helps that'll really help us if you want to continue listening to all our hot takes 
Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, real talk, man. Look, y'all see we upping up the, the production a little bit. So leave us a review. It helps. We can keep up in the production. Thank you all for listening, man. Like we, we getting up there in, in them listens and them downloads. So we appreciate y'all from the bottom of our hearts. Peace. <laughs>